Today, the last day of May. I think so. Yeah, it's the yes, 31st. Well, tomorrow's so. the first day of June. Yeah, so this would be the last day of yeah. May. That's why we're wearing black shirts today. Right. Kind of mourning the end of May. Yeah. But, you know, the first day of June, there's something to celebrate. There is. Yeah. And you know what? What better way to celebrate than with a ice cold Mike and John ale? Ale. Remember, ale. It's, a, it's an ale. It's not a brewski. Yeah. A Mike and John brewski. Specially brewed. <laughs> Mike and John Ale at Mike and John Night at Eternity Brewing, Thursday, June 1st. I don't know if you've heard us talk about we, it. We should probably be there yeah. then yeah, if it's I our guess. night. Yeah, we should probably be yes. there. Probably 6 o'clock. I think they'll have the red carpet yeah. out for us. Which, by the way, uh, we will not be doing the show tomorrow morning, Thursday morning, because we're moving it to Thursday night at 6 o'clock at Eternity Brewing. It's like when they move TV shows to different nights at different times. Right. Well, it's summer now. Yeah. You know, we're in the summer season. We're in, you know. It's a summer series. Yeah. So we're, it's a, yeah, it's a, you know, kind of moving it around <clears throat> you know, the schedule. They might make every night, every yeah. Thursday night, Mike and John night at Eternity after oh, tomorrow yeah, night. clearly. I, I just want to give you the heads up that right. that could be happening. You know, they'll probably just rename it uh, Mike and John Brewing Company. Or, yeah, Mike, and, know, Tom, I mean, Mike and John Eternity. Right. You know? <laughs> and Eternity with Mike and John, people are like, no. <laughs> Not that long. No, please. Gosh, no. What have I done? It is going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, of course, to uh, get our, our uh, Mike and John got it going on walk team for the uh, the walk to end Alzheimer's. Right. And, of course, taste the brew and we'll get some good eats and stuff like that going on. Plus, uh, our new Mike and John special edition purple shirts. Right. Will be there tomorrow night. So That's what they're telling us right. at the shirt we, we will debut them. At Mike and John. Yeah, they're, they're so top secret That's we haven't even debut. seen them in person. They'll yet. be debuted at Eternity Brewing. <laughs> yes, they will. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a fun night. I hope to see you out there 6 o'clock Thursday night. Eternity Brewing. Mike and John. Are got it going with, on. You done with the commercial? Okay, we're brought to you by our friends. Our friend, Jordan Genso, community servant, community realtor, as we celebrate Main Street May for the final day in May. More details on that coming up. But first, a look at local news. We'll see what's happening. Brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. All right, here's what's going on. The Southeast Michigan Council of Government says Wednesday is the third Ozone Action Day of the year for Southeast Michigan. Temperatures, again, going to be in the 90s. Semcog says it's important for local governments, businesses, and individuals to do what they can to voluntarily lower pollutant emissions. Uh, breathing high concentrations of ozone can cause a variety of health problems. Some actions that we can take uh, to help minimize ozone formation include delaying mowing your lawn until the evening, uh, which, you know, frankly, who wants to get out there at noon, frankly, and be mowing their lawn. Uh, avoid refueling your vehicle during daylight hours and try to reduce electricity usage where possible. A contractor from Livingston County has been bound over for trial after being uh, charged by state authorities with fraud for work he did in the city of Detroit. 50-year-old David Scott McDonald of Howell is accused of fraudulently billing the city over a million dollars for backfilled dirt used to dem uh, demolish properties that he obtained at no cost and from contaminated sources. In 2017, McDonald was employed by the Denman Company to lead the company's demolition program. Officials say McDonald repeatedly claimed to have paid for dirt that he had obtained at no cost, lied about the source of the dirt, and then billed the Detroit Land Bank Authority for fictitious sums. 
Denman allegedly received more than $1.1 million for reimbursement for backfill material without actually incurring those costs, while the unapproved source of backfill material is considered environmentally contaminated. McDonald will be arraigned June 7th in Wayne County Circuit Court. And after more than 40 years of service as a firefighter, the last 10 of which were leading the house school's fire academy, Brighton Area Fire Authority Captain Tom Kursky will be officially retiring at the end of June. Kursky came to the fire authority in 2012 after retiring from the city of Livonia, but had been teaching at various academies since 1989. Kursky said he and Mike Witt, a career firefighter who was then president of the Howell Public Schools Board of Education, worked together in 2012 to bring an academy to Howell High School. Renovating an old auto shop class at the school, they were able to turn it into a realistic fire station setting, convincing a variety of departments to donate surplus equipment that could be used to teach students. Ten years later, Kursky says the time is right to move on. You can hear the full interview with Captain Kursky and Mike Witt. It's coming up in just a few minutes right here on Mike and John Got It Going On. You can find out more details as well on our website, mikeandjohnpodcast.com. You know what else is available on our website, John? What? Mike and John merch. That's true. Click down the merch store link. Get the latest fashions for these hot summer days and cool summer nights for those bonfires. Hey, do you know what we're going to be debuting? Our new on Thursday night, Mike and John at, at, yeah, walked yeah. into Alzheimer's I mean, shirts. No, We're going to be debuting yeah. those. Yeah, we? we are. Yeah. Okay, just, just checking. I'll let you know. Okay, of course, news brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. Brighton's preeminent jewelry store with a commitment to customer service, community involvement, honesty, professionalism, and exquisite merchandise. And of course, all the businesses in downtown Brighton. Uh, looking for your help to stay afloat, especially during the construction in downtown Brighton. Uh, the the streetscape, when's that going to be done? Next week? No. Not next week. No. So be sure to support our local businesses, including those that uh, support our events and things that go on in our community, like Cooper and Binkley Jewelers. So if you're looking to reimagine a piece of old jewelry, looking for something custom designed, they can take care of you. The latest from Zagani and Simon G., at Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. Stop by and see them today. They've got those one-of-a-kind keepsakes just for you, cooperandbinkleyjewelers.com or downtown Brighton on Main Street. Hey, did we tell you that Thursday night at 6 o'clock, it's Mike and John night at Eternity Brewing? I don't think so, but I, I feel just, like I'm having yeah, deja vu. I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> I just, there, there's something going on tomorrow night? <laughs> yeah. At, at what time? Yeah. 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Stop on by. It's, of course, to benefit the walk to end Alzheimer's. You know, at 6, we've got your back. Yeah. We've got your 6. <laughs> we've got your 6. Yeah, we do. Okay. At 6. All right. At eternity. All right. Thanks, Top Gun. That, <laughs> well, that's, no, no, that's your wingman. Yeah. Got your 6. That's more of the cops. Right. I got your 6. You well, go that, in Well, first. that's actually- an, You go in first. That's an aviator term. That is, too. Yeah, yeah. I guess it is. Yeah. Got your 6. You got my 6? You got to think of the 360 degrees. Or the clock. Yeah. Because the six right. is in the back. You're six, right. And they're thinking about a clock face. So look at that. We're yeah, learning something every day here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any more? Anything six. else you want to throw in there? I'm, I think we've thrown in you, enough. You got it all? Yeah. Okay. Tuesday Night Trivia, or TNT, as we like to call it. ACDC likes that as well. Brought to you by Firehouse Doors. Didn't you mention something about Mike Witt? I did. Yes. From Firehouse Doors. Owner of Firehouse Doors, and we'll be uh, having an interview with him and uh, Captain Kursky coming up here in just a few minutes. If but you don't mind course. when we do that interview, yeah. I'll probably sit to the side. And let right. You handle Why don't you let it. me that okay? handle that? Because you're, right. you're the interview uh, expert. Well, the interviewer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's the I, phrase. I... That's, well, you're the interview expert. <laughs> the phrase that pays. <laughs> <laughs> Trivia brought to you by OG spon- uh, Sponsor Firehouse Doors, serving Livingston County for over 25 years with unparalleled service and products. The question reads as such, 60% of adults over the age of 40 
said they owned these while growing up. What are these, or what did they own? Yeah. Let's go to the let's go to the page <laughs> instead of the phones, right. shall we? <laughs> yes, we shall. <laughs> now the cool thing about this is since we're a little bit over forty, what? Just a tad. Yeah. Some of these things we may have owned or still own, and and I got to believe the people that chimed in probably might still own some of these things. For example, Bart said lawn darts are jarts. Right. The original jarts. If you have a set of original jarts, they're about a hundred bucks. Yeah, on, they're on marketplace and worth something. Craigslist. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> sort of, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, we played with those d- things. Defensive weapon. <laughs> those ones, you know. <laughs> hey, let's throw them up in the air. <laughs> or you know your brother's standing across from you because basically it was it was horseshoes with, with darts with spears yeah, yeah. <laughs> which really when you look yeah. at horseshoes too that's not really a safe game safe well, it wasn't game. you know you're supposed to aim it low i mean if you're throwing at people's heads i well same with darts yeah. you know well you got to go up to you know get the you got to nail the landing you got to stick the landing. <laughs> right. But if the landing yeah, happens to be <laughs> inside your brother. <laughs> I don't good. know that there was that many injuries in jarts, was there? I, I, don't, know. There I, I don't have the jart statistics in front of me right now. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, George said a pogo stick. I didn't have one. My brother did. Yeah. I we had a neighbor at a pogo stick. And here's the thing. I think your experience with the pogo stick is much like mine. Boing, boing, off. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking pogo sticks yeah. or something else? No, I'm just saying, boing, boing, fall. <laughs> boing, boing, fall. I'm done with this stupid thing. <laughs> a spring gets a little rusty from sitting in the garage. Or how many uh, how many uh, sidewalk blocks you could, well. could go, and that was two. <laughs> just, not even. <laughs> uh, Beverly Ann said bell bottoms. Mm. Now, since I was not as, we'll just say vertically challenged. Bell bottoms would look kind of funny, so flares were more or boot cut. Right, but I did have one pair of bell bottoms where you could hardly see your shoe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Did tough skins come in bell bottoms? <laughs> I think they were just a natural flare. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they came in regular. You know, the big bells. Um, yeah, the, the early seventies bells. So Terry covered every form of music from eight tracks to cassettes, forty yeah. fives, vinyl records. They're all wrong. Yeah, but yeah. we have probably all had those. Well, yeah, of course. Um, trading cards. Laura yeah, said that's a, trading cards yeah. of some sort. Well, you still have some still have cards, some trading cards. I still got my tigers from the nineteen seventies. Maybe mm-hmm. a couple from the oh, 60s. those some vintage. Yeah, Vern Rule. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tom <laughs> Timmerman. Yeah, there you sure. go. There's some. I like this one, and I never, we never had one, but our neighbors did a slip and slide. Right. Yeah, those were fun. Or you just get some hefty bags. Whitney said walkie-talkies. Did you ever have walkie-talkies? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, My they, neighbors had them, so they, we didn't you, need them. You get more than like 10 feet away, and they didn't yeah. work very well. Like, what? What? Yeah, and then you get the little Morse code thing on the back, and you try to... Yeah, what, what, it, no, slow down. <laughs> what? Now say it again. Uh, Christine said, well, she had a couple answers. One was fake IDs. <laughs> yeah, you bad people. Yeah, I would never do that. Cut the little numbers out of the phone book. <laughs> and, and the way licenses used to be, you could scrape out and then place the number in gently and then put a layer of glue over or, the Or nail polish, wasn't it? Yeah, clear, maybe you're clear. right. I think it was I don't know. Yeah, I've yeah. never I mean, seen this done. That's I what my heard. friends were I think saying. I saw it on Burn Notice. Yeah, that was... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's Sharon Gless's birthday yeah. today. Oh, she's is it? 80, yes. Oh, wow. I think okay. she's 80. Huh. Uh, uh, Nancy Drew books. Um, 
What else? A hula hoop. Um, yeah, Christine must have had 17 answers. Okay. She also said retainers. She's disqualified. And Jordash jeans. They're all wrong. Um, big wheel. Big wheel. I did. The green machine. That's a different thing. Yeah, but they're the same yeah. Uh, yeah, same was, concept. Right, the green right. machine you just could see from eight miles away. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a big wheel stolen. Oh. That was... We used our big wheel so much. I think it was my brother's, but the... We wore the plastic that the On wheel the would crack yeah, yeah. and the front big right. wheel. And, you know, you couldn't, you didn't, there wasn't a big wheel shop. <laughs> was that, you couldn't buy the replacement big you wheel. You couldn't take it to Murphy's Big Wheel <laughs> No, you had to go to Toys R Us and buy a whole new big wheel. Um, jump Rope said Pamela, VHS tapes. Oh, wow. Wendy S. Garlic said that. Yeah. Garlock. Uh, Sorry, not garlic. Uh, pocket knife. You know, we used to take our pocket knives to school and whittle on recess. <laughs> <laughs> different age, yes, different was. time. Put it in my cowboy boot. Yeah, different time. That was classy. Uh, Rubik's cube. Did uh, I think we were a little older when Rubik's cube came? I mean, I mean not that you would have it. Have to have I it remember it. Nine, I, I, but yeah, I, I think we were probably in our twenty somethings by then. No, that came out in uh, it was the early eighties. The Rubik's cube. Yeah, did? for sure. I wasn't rich enough to have yeah. a Rubik's cube or a walk. I remember man. getting the Rubik's cube. Getting frustrated with it about after about thirty seconds, <laughs> and you use the screwdriver and then taking method. the screwdriver to pop that thing apart and put it back together the right Maybe way. Maybe you're right. I think my yeah. brother had a Rubik's cube. Uh, Walkman said Michael. I think a lot of people had had the Walkman, whether it was a Discman or Walkman, right? But, you know, walking uh, around, their headphones in. You know, people don't do that anymore, do they? With their headphones, in. no, they just have their earbuds on their phone. Yeah. Uh, Madonna said hula hoop. Yeah. The old hula hoop. Yeah, but are you good at it? Yeah. That's the thing. That was another one. Point, point. <laughs> swoop, swoop, oh, drop. That wasn't even. Swoop, <laughs> drop. Yep. Okay. Uh, the Cabbage Patch Kids, said uh, said Karen. Now, we did have one spot on guess. Okay. There's another you, one that's b- potential. Okay. Before you get to that, though, I thought this was an interesting answer. Rick said siblings. <laughs> he owned his siblings. Uh, <laughs> I think Rick must have been an older brother. Could have been. I'm yeah. guessing. Uh, Val said ice skates. Alana said a pair of uh, Vans. So pair of Vans like Spicoli. Ice skates, pretty close. It's close, but not quite. You know what else was close? Rollerblades, yeah. but not quite. I don't know. Roller skates. You're gonna. You're not gonna take rollerblades. Uh, rollerblades are a '90s thing. Yeah. Would, I suppose. <laughs> All right, we'll take rollerblades okay. because they have wheels and they're skates. I mean, that people, yeah. Uh, I, 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 guess, I, I guess, I suppose. Yeah, so Sarah right. got it right, nailed it with uh, roller skates. Nancy said rollerblades. Right. Nancy clearly copied and just changed her answer a little bit, so we'll put Nancy on the list. Nancy, you're welcome. Yes, you are. John. Yeah. John's the nice one. I'm like the French too. judge. I Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> he gave you a 20. All right. <laughs> so Nancy and Sarah will be in the drawing on Friday right? for the $100 in gift cards, courtesy of Jordan Genso, community servant, community realtor, official Giggle Realtor. And that drawing will be done at Buff City. Uh, the, the package picked up. Yeah, they'll pick it up Buff at Buff City, City Soap. Soap. Uh, and again, $100 of gift cards to downtown Brighton businesses, all courtesy of Jordan Genso, our show sponsor from REMAX Platinum. Community servant, community realtor. Give him a call, 248-444-9777. 15 years of real estate yeah. experience. And Going to Buff City County Soap and- like uh, Jordan did. 
Check out the man section. They've got those fancy man soaps. <laughs> the ones that have fun names. Yeah. Right. You can even customize your scent. Yeah. Just like we customized our beer. Well, that's true. So uh, thanks to Jordan, yes. of course, and uh, highlighting the different downtown businesses. And Wait, we'll be doing that drawing in June, so... Technically, yeah. But so. since today's in May... You know, we'll be doing that drawing a day after it's Mike and John night. <laughs> when and, is that? And Eternity Brewing. <laughs> Did you know we're going to do the show there on we, Thursday We night are? At 6 o'clock. That means we got to pack so, up all this d- stuff. I know. Right? That's what that box is over there for. Oh, uh, <laughs> I guess that's what we'll be doing today. Yeah. So, uh, you know, t- tomorrow morning there won't be a show because we're moving it to 6 o'clock. We have to rest up for Thursday. the nighttime Oh, yeah, show. yeah. Absolutely. That's usually we're usually in bed by six p.m. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the same truth. Isn't it? All right, so, uh, so, so, Captain is uh, retiring. Yes, Captain uh, Tom Kursky with yeah. the Brighton Area Fire Authority. Uh, he's going to be uh, stepping down uh, after 10 years leading the Howell Fire Academy. And I had a chance to sit down uh, with both him and uh, Mike Witt, of course, from Firehouse Doors. Mike Witt, a career firefighter as well. And uh, at the time, uh, he was the Howell School's uh, uh, board president and helped to bring the Fire Academy to Howell High School. So, uh Sat down with those two gentlemen uh, last week and went something like this. Kersky, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. Um, and so, first of all, you, so you're going to be retiring when? Uh, end of June. End of June. So this academy will be done and over with. And, yeah, so when this is all wrapped up, I'll be gone. And uh, how many years in the fire service? 43. Wow. Uh, and, um, and so how long have you been with Brighton? Ten. Ten. Okay. Yep. And that was for, with the fire academy? Yeah, I started yeah. out here with the thought of starting the fire academy, and I've done some other stuff here as well, but mainly this is my main job is to run the academy, so this is wrapping up Academy 10 right now. Okay, um, and uh, so Mike, uh, you were instrumental in, in helping to get the academy uh, off the ground and get it running, um, so take us back 10 years uh, to how this all kind of came together. So 10 years ago, actually 11 years ago, um, Kim and I were elected to the Howell Schools Board of Education, and we had some emergency services programs, the um, EMT program, and we had some facilities that were available at the school, and we saw a need within the community and the state for firefighters. So had a sit-down discussion with Chief Pless of Howell Fire, and we kicked around the feasibility of offering a fire academy in a high school setting for students and it morphed from there we brought in the other chiefs chief o'brien from brighton was instrumental in it as well and actually became the department that provided the instructor for it but it was uh it was it was a lot of work at first we were fortunate and it was it was really a perfect storm we had facilities in the high school that weren't being used so we had the square footage to be able to offer the program it was, it was really incredible to be able to put a fire station inside a high school. We took an old auto shop class, we renovated the area, put in a larger overhead door, put locker rooms in, and really turned it into a fire station. And, but the big thing is, is with, with schools, the financial dollars are always really limited. And that was really where I came in, in uh, working with Tom to get all the equipment that he needed. Um, I was a current career firefighter at the time, and so I reached out to a lot of departments 
and got surplus equipment that they needed that we could use to teach the kids. We had well over a million dollars worth of equipment and the cost out of pocket was less than 10000 So let's remind folks exactly what the Academy does. It was a unique uh, concept to put this together. So, so Captain, if you will, you know, the Fire Academy, um, obviously it's, it's training individuals to, to potentially go into the fire service. Right. Um, but what made the, 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 that Fire Academy, this Fire Academy, really special? Uh, well, the law kind of changed in 2011 that said we can bring training down to 16-year-olds and certify them as firefighters with certain restrictions until they hit age 18. Uh, and I had been teaching at the colleges for a long time, the Fire Academy stuff, and um, thought that that was an interesting concept, but I realized that, yeah, that could be useful in some settings. I was in a different area at the time, so I never thought that I would end up there. And then, uh, so once this wheel started rolling, then uh, my name got brought into it that I'm gonna be retiring, I have a background in training, how about him? And it's like, I was kind of all set. I was going to stay at the college, and that was going to be a pretty easy one because I taught all the classes. It's two miles from my house, all of that. But this kind of provided me with that, ah, this will be a challenge. This will be new. This will be something different. Am I ready to do that? And I said, yes, I am ready to do that. So came out here, and there were um, a lot of challenges, but a lot of great folks helped working and again so yeah, you call it the perfect storm I call it the stars all aligned yep. you know everything came together to make this thing happen very supportive from so many different angles and uh, together we were able to bring that training down to these kids so they can be a part-time firefighter a, a work their way into a full-time fire department when they get older they'll need EMT down the road for that but we offer that through the school as well so they could potentially leave high school with firefighter one and two certification, which is the minimum you need to be a firefighter, basic EMT, which is a minimum you need to be a firefighter, so they can start applying for jobs and it didn't cost them anything for the training. Yeah, and it's more than just potential in the 10 years. Do you know, have any numbers? I mean, how many people have you have gone through the academy? I mean, even just rough rough numbers that have uh, ended up. go 25 yeah. a year for 10 years, roughly 250-ish. Yeah, and most of them have, have moved on into the some form of... Most either, yeah. have done fire at some point. Many are still doing it. They're picking right up and doing, you know, what we did when we were younger. We got full-time fire department, and that was going to be our career. Some have other careers, and they're doing it part-time. And some did it for a period in their life, and then they decided this isn't right for them anymore. Or they've moved somewhere else that's not serviced by a part-time, uh, you know, a paid on call fire department and so they don't do it anymore right but anyway the people who even don't do this in the academy they still got something out of the program i like to think because life skills yeah because yeah. they are there at seven o'clock not 705 or 707 they realize there's consequences we run it like a fire academy at the college so they are there at seven no phones in the class no one brings backpack no one's sleeping no one's texting each other uh, they're wearing uniforms, so they learn some good life skills. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so Mike, I guess talk about um, how unique this program is. It's one of only very few in the country. It's one of very few that have been successful in the country. There's been a lot of communities or a lot of districts that have tried to emulate this program, and they haven't been as successful. One of the one of the biggest reasons for our success. Is Captain Kersky. 
He is a instructor that's recognized nationally. He taught at the FDIC, which is a conference for instructors within the fire service. This program would not have been to the point that it is had we not have had somebody of his caliber teaching this program. And the, and the important part about this to think too is, as Tom had said, 16 years old, you can get the training. So a student can go into the fire academy in their junior year and in their senior year take the EMT. They can graduate high school, firefighter two, hazmat operations, and an emergency medical technician, which is all of the certifications and credentials they need to get on a career department or a paid on call department with zero debt, which, which is excellent. But the nice thing is too, is when you're interviewing for a position and they, ask, they talk to you and they ask you questions about where did you get your education from, as soon as they say Howell Public, you know, the Howell Fire Academy, there's a level of credibility to that. And that's all because of Tom. The, the, the chiefs know the type of instructor he is, the standards that he sets, and the program that he offers. So that's a step up from a lot of other situations. So that, that's really what's benefited the kids a lot. Yeah. Um, and so I saw the, the, the Brighton Fire Department has brought on somebody to take, to sort of step in and, and move the academy forward. Absolutely. Yep. And, um, and so I guess, you know, as you kind of wrap up your time and, you know, where do you, where do you hope to see this go? Uh, so let's let someone else run it for the next 10 years. The ideal candidate to replace me in my mind would be younger than me. About 99% of the population is younger than me, so that wasn't a problem. Um, someone who um, operationally runs on the department, so runs on calls and things like that, which I stopped doing a few years ago. He's young enough, he still goes on calls, so that'll be great. Uh, and someone who's a little bit more into, uh, so some more of the tech stuff, the more computer stuff. So, you know, I have the kids, I, I play a game of Jeopardy with them where they kind of buzz in, which is old school. They remind me that I'm old school at this point in the academy. At the beginning of the academy, we're a little bit too strict. They wouldn't say that, but now they can. But now we've got uh, him, he, he's got this thing. Oh, everybody pull out your, bring your phones to class tomorrow. And what? We're going to play Kahoot. I go, what is that? And, and it's a game they can play on the phone. And it's just as fun, just as competitive. They're playing individually there. So a little bit more on the um, technological end. That's a, that brings up an interesting point in terms of technology, how that's how firefighting has had to adapt to new technologies or brought those in and, and how, how do you work that you work that into the curriculum I imagine that you know they, when, when they're graduating from here they are up to date on the latest you know techniques and, and strategies. Yep yep so the, the job evolves you might not think so I mean we still put the wet stuff on the red stuff that hasn't changed but um, the, the use of thermal imaging cameras, uh, our um, SCBA, self-contained breathing apparatus that we are, they all go through changes. They seem kind of minor at the time, but we got to get up to speed. And so the SCBA that they're wearing now, even in training, resemble nothing like what we wear, wore when we first started. Uh, they're just that much more advanced. So it's good that they're getting the latest and the greatest. Now their careers will probably see as, you know, hopefully as many changes as we've seen in our careers. And that's good. They're ready for it. Right. Right. Uh, and so, Mike, you know, uh, I guess uh, with uh, Captain Kursky, you know, moving on and, and, and you two having this uh, relationship from the beginning to kind of put this thing together, it's sort of the end of an era, I guess. I think it's the start of a new generation. 
I think I, I don't like to look at the things as an end, but as a start. Yeah. So it's a chance for somebody else to put their touch on the academy and see where they can where they can take it. The new instructor is a great individual. He's got really big shoes to fill. Really big shoes to fill. I, I'm going to tell just a, a couple of highlights. Um, so when I have past cadets come back and want to teach on their own time, uh, son Nolan, um, who's on Midland Midland Fire Department, comes back on his own and teaches, shares his knowledge that he got way back in Academy 2, plus all of his experience since then. It's it's does my heart good to, to know that. We had another instructor today, same thing. She was in Academy number three, and she's coming back on her time uh, and imparting her knowledge and her flair on it. And I've had uh, some of the girl, female cadets in the class say, oh, I want to talk to her again about how she got on in a male-dominated field. So kind of get that female perspective on it. Uh, some of the kids, just like uh, last month, we had a training class. Uh, and they were ready for it at the time. We had practiced this skill um, with low level. It's jumping out a window onto a ladder and doing what they call a head first ladder slide. So we're doing that from the second floor of a building now. And the one guy was like, I don't wanna do this. It's, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. And it's like, come on, your turn. And so you try the stern approach and, and it's like, nope, nope, no, I'm not doing it. And so then it's like, okay, I really want you to do it. So. If I do it with you, will you do it? You do that with me? I said, yep, I will. Let's go up and do it together. And he did, and just a look of accomplishment on his face when he did something that he never thought he was going to do. It's great. Yeah, and I guess that, that brings into focus that you are still working with kids. So yeah. you, you, you have to kind of, you know, I, I guess meet them where they're at. Yep. And, yeah. And they have different skill sets that they bring. Some are very comfortable on ladders, some aren't. And I had uh, one of my female cadets tell me this year that her goal is to be a full-time cosmetology person and uh, do fire academy part-time. And she came up to me last month. She goes, you know, I think I'm going to actually turn that around. I want to do fire full-time and I will do some hair cutting, some, some of that cosmetology stuff on part-time. I said, wow, that's, that's awesome. So they see what's available and uh, they get the bug and that's great. I, I love it. Right. Absolutely. That's what I'm here for. Mike, final words? I think the most incredible part about this is when you look at the group of students on day one and you look at them at the graduation, the amount of growth and personal development and the confidence that these individuals gain in themselves, how they can handle an emergency situation, it's incredible. I think that I think that even if they don't go into the fire service, that that's probably the most incredible growth we can see with them. All right, very cool. So, again, congratulations to uh, Captain Kursky. 43 years in the fire service. Pretty amazing career. Um, I, don't, I don't mean to be a critic or anything. But <laughs> but you are anyway. I, I didn't hear anything about chili in your interview. I'm sorry to not get to <laughs> the not get Chet's to, chili. Every a, firehouse has the a, chili a, guy, don't they? a emergency you reference. Gotta dig deep. <laughs> TV series emergency. Or maybe it's a rib guy. Yeah. You know, somebody who does ribs really good. I don't know. I don't well, believe. Now, I got a tour of the academy yeah. uh, that's at uh, at the station there. and Just slide uh, down the pole. <laughs> there is no pole. <laughs> you know, I don't think they it have poles anymore. It is not 1942 anymore. anymore. I don't think they have poles anymore. <laughs> I don't believe they do. <laughs> maybe, maybe some old school yeah, maybe, uh, firehouses, yeah. there, And there was not a Dalmatian. 
So nah, that's just extra stuff to take so, care of. No, but uh, the the fire academy there, uh, you know, state of the art stuff, and a lot of the equipment that they are using is really the exact same that the firefighters use. It's it's interesting because. Like the storage locker areas, you know, um, the, like where the, the the self-contained breathing apparatus or even the hoses that they use, they're they, they're kept in the same room, but they're color coded. So like these go for the you know these are for the fire department, you know, the actual fire runs that run out of that station, and then these are for the academy. But it's the same equipment, um, and so these kids are are really learning on uh, the same equipment and you know the various uh, scenarios that they have set up there. It's, it's a very cool thing to have. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, it's quite a legacy, I think for, for Captain Kursky and for Mike Witt who yeah. helped set this up. So yeah, very cool stuff. You don't know, I, I don't know of any other districts that have something like that. Other I'm districts, sure there are some other districts have but. tried. This is by far the most successful one. And they have been, I mean, they're graduating their 10th class, uh, this year. And, um, I believe it's 25 firefighters a class. And so uh, most of them, a good majority of them, end up working at various departments, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've met some of them, you know, working at outlying departments, Brighton Health, South Lyon, uh, elsewhere. Uh, and so they actually leave high school with these certifications, and, um, and then they can go right into, uh, you know, the fire service. And, and, and the reputation of the fire academy is such that, you know, fire departments know these students are going to be well-trained, so... Very good it's stuff. A, it's a great stuff. So we appreciate the opportunity to talk to Chief Kierski and, uh, and of course, uh, Mike Witt from Firehouse Doors. Uh, also a, a great contribution to uh, the local students and, and future firefighters. So uh, our two-cent history lesson for today, May 31st. Today is National Macaroon Day. Mm. Macaroon. Who doesn't love a good macaroon? I don't. But that's okay. <laughs> if my you grandma, love macaroons, my grandma always had macaroons. Have a macaroon. Okay. No thanks. <laughs> You're uh, okay. If you had to. It's, you know what they're they're kind of like a fig Newton. Yeah, I mean, they're not. They're, I mean, when I say they're they're not like a fig Newton, but I mean they're in the same classification in my mind as a fig Newton. Like. Oh, there's nothing else to eat? Okay, I'll have one of those. (laughs) (laughs) I would say, oh, there's nothing else? I'm going to the store. (laughs) Today is Save Your Hearing Day. Mm. Save Your Hearing Day. So when you have those earbuds in or headphones on, don't blast your ears so loud that you're deaf like Pete Townsend. (laughs) Well, even my kid driving home from school and got the earbuds in, I'm just like, I'm listening to whatever they're listening to. You know, like, okay, you might want to turn those down. <laughs> that's what that's what you sound like the old man. Turn hey, that down. Turn those earbuds down. <laughs> when my son works out in the basement, you can hear it in the garage. It's one of those Bluetooth speaker things. I, I don't even know what you call it, but that's what it is. It's loud. National Speak Incomplete Sentences Day. You mean it is National Complete Sentence Day? <laughs> I mean, because we're trying to make that a complete. It's sentence, it didn't work. National Speak Incomplete Sentences Day. Yeah, that too. (laughs) It was on this day in 1678. Lady Godiva made her famous naked ride through Coventry in protest of taxes. She was also looking for good chocolate. Well, yeah. And when you say Lady Godiva, what's the first thing that comes into my brain? The theme from Maud. I can already hear that organ. She was a freedom rider. (laughs) Lady Godiva was a freedom rider. (laughs) 1859. Sorry, I didn't watch too much TV Not in the at 70s all. at all. <laughs> While eating macaroons. 1859, Big Ben rings out over London for the first time. Wow. 
Look, it's Big Ben. Parliament. <laughs> Big Ben. 1880, the first U.S. National Bicycle Society was formed in Newport, Rhode Island. Oh, wow. It was known as the League of American Wheelmen. Yeah, it was the first biker gang. They'd ride up to bars, <laughs> order a few Mike and John L's. Well, yeah. Say, we're on our bikes. We're the American Wheelmen. Sounds tough, doesn't it? <laughs> Can you imagine them now with those bike helmets on? <laughs> Nothing says tough like a bicycle helmet. <laughs> That's proper safety gear. Sure it is. It is proper we made safety it. gear. We made it through yeah. it. <laughs> proper safety gear. Sure. <laughs> when my kids were little and we would go on bike rides, you know, you make them wear the helmets. You know, How come you're not wearing one, I Dad? <laughs> Sir, uh, because like, I survived hey. childhood bicycling. <laughs> We used to jump, make wood ramps and jump over creeks with no helmets or pads on. You just pray you didn't hit the middle bar if you landed rough. (laughs) The first taxis began service in New York City in 1907. Not sure if there was any of those little evergreen trees. (laughs) Those pine trees. (laughs) On this day in 1911, the Titanic was launched. Promo for the career of Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. How'd that do? I did well at the box office. <laughs> <laughs> Better at the box office than, than on the water. Yeah. Uh, 1990, the sitcom Seinfeld premiered on NBC. Hmm. And lots of, lots of catchphrases from oh that show. Oh, my God, that show. Still. The spare square. Still pretty good. Yeah. I mean... Shrinkage, Jerry. I mean, it's... <laughs> I hopped in my pool this weekend. We didn't have the heater on yet. Oh, well, that will... Yeah. That's the first thing that you thought of, is yeah. shrinkage, Jerry. I had shrinkage! <laughs> <laughs> and finally, it was on this day in uh, 2005, former FBI official W. Mark Felt, Mark Felt, stepped down, or stepped forward as... Uh, well, he might have stepped down he as, stepped as he down stepped down forward. As he stepped, a forward he stepped step. down off the step, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as Deep Throat... The secret Washington yeah. Post source helped bring down President Richard M. Nixon right. during the Watergate. Wouldn't water Bernstein yeah. confirm that he was the guy? Mark Felt. And there's a... What there, do the W stand for? I'm not quite sure. Watergate? Watergate. Watergate Mark, Mark Felt. Felt. There's a series on HBO called The White House Plumbers, which is all about the Watergate uh, so really wasn't fiasco. About, really wasn't about plumbers. No, it was not about the, no. No, it was the Watergate. Guys yeah. at the White House. Hey, <laughs> have me some. Uh, have me uh, that uh, wrench over there, hey, will you? Pull your pants up. Have a little respect for the Oval Office, will you? Come on now. Yeah. So <laughs> a very, very good series. And, yeah, and 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 Mark felt it's interesting knowing now that he's he was deep throat. Yeah. They, they portrayed him in the in the series, and he's. It's just an interesting thing that you know now that he's the guy that was actually. Pass it all the details on. He was the whistleblower. Yeah. Felt was. That's your two cent history lesson oh, for today. We heard. I hope you learned a little something. Yeah. But you know, there's. You've probably seen when uh, when the Taylor Swift tickets went on sale, the concert tickets on how expensive they were and, and are. Were they her. expensive? I, I I guess so. I had no idea. Uh, the Swifties were out in full force. Right. And the latest stories about her concerts, which I thought was interesting, because some people in the 60s and 70s may have had the same experience, is that her, her current tour is called the Eras Concerts. She, she plays for over three hours right. in general, 44 songs. 
in the show is Which over. is a lot. I mean, gosh, a yeah, lot I of mean, bands do an hour and a half and they're yeah. out the door. I mean, Well, she's young enough where she yeah. can go three and a half hours. Well, I mean, Cause Springsteen, Springsteen was the does, one who, yeah. who was known for that right. as, as far as most concerts. But really, when's the last concert you went to that one act played that long? That, probably you, that you wanted them to. Yeah. I mean, number <laughs> of times you're like, sure. all right, wrap it up. But the latest, <laughs> the latest stories yeah. are, are that concert goers are having amnesia. And not remembering all the songs of the thing. I want, did they play that song? I can't remember if they played that one. Because it's too many songs. It, well, it's either too many or. They're too excited. Or there's or other things going on in the crowd. What's going on in the crowd? Stuff in the air. At causing a Taylor Swift show? Amnesia. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that it's. One I, fan I, yeah. described it as an out of body experience, okay. as though it really didn't happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does that not sound like some kind of yeah. hippie concert? It, you know, it, like you're, you're sitting in a like Grateful Dead yeah, show or yeah, something? <laughs> An out-of-body experience. One said, I think it was the best night of my life that I don't I, remember at all. I think it was. I think it was. I'm, the being best told, I'm being told it was the best night of my life. Well, it's you, you know what it's like when you go to a show and you're hoping they, they're like, why didn't they play that song? Right. And I'm sure there's reasons on why they didn't play that song. Maybe there's, if you're going to see the Stones, there's so many, you know, something well, like that. Well, as years go by and you look back on certain concerts and, you know, in your mind you like peg like, oh, that was, that was a great show. Yeah. But then when you think like, do I remember, do I actually remember any specific moment from that show again years later? Right. Not really. No, but they call it, and, and this is, you Like, know, for instance, with Van the, Halen. The week up. Yeah. I saw Van Halen at Kobo in 84. Great show, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, well, I remember thinking back it was 40, a great show. You're looking back 40 years. We're <laughs> I, talking about a week after people were uh, suffering from post-concert Well, it was also amnesia. Van Halen, and there might have been something in the, the air. Well, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift is the new Van Halen. <laughs> when you look at what's okay. happening. Okay. All right. So, yeah, three and a half hour show or three hour show, and, and they're saying a lot of fans are complaining of post concert amnesia. Wow. Not remembering as much of it as they had hoped. Interesting phenomena. Yeah. You know, something else that's an interesting phenomena that you might experience as you're driving it's down coming. I 96. Oh, I thought say, we were talking about June 1st. Heading west. Oh, we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> you might come across this lovely billboard. That is a nice billboard. Isn't a new nice? billboard. Yeah. Yeah. More I'm, the, colorful. I'm the bald one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody came up to Same me. as on the show? Yeah. Okay. Somebody came up to me they said, I saw your billboard. I go, yeah. They go, you're the bald one, right? I go, yeah. <laughs> I'm the bu- No, I wanted to go, no, I'm the other guy. What? You know. <laughs> well, maybe it was one of those, sometimes you say things and then you go, well, I probably shouldn't say it that I, way. Yeah, or, you know. She was a little embarrassed, but yeah. it was a funny moment. But yeah. yeah so, Did you uh, say we put Mike closer to the road so if somebody goes off, he gets hit first? <laughs> <laughs> or if a plane flies by, boom, I'm the first one to go because I'm in the roadway. Well, you're really worried about that, aren't you? Yeah, I really am. Okay. Well, don't fret. I won't. Anyway, take a look at that thing there. It's huh? coming June 1st. That's tomorrow. To a bar near you. Thursday. Well, it's actually <laughs> only coming to Eternity Brewing in Yes, Hull, it is. To be technically correct. John Six o'clock. The bald one. <laughs> I will be there. Bald and all. <laughs> you can have a bald ale. Mike and John Knight at Eternity Brewing. It's all to benefit the Walk 10 Alzheimer's. We'll be signing up folks for the Mike and John Walk team. Of course, the walk set for September 30th in downtown Howell. It's our um, Got It Going On team. Yeah, it's the Got It Going On team. Yeah. And um, uh, come try Mike and John Ale, which you voted for, by the way. I didn't vote at all. 
You didn't vote at no, all? No, I didn't. I'm not ashamed. Right, let's, uh, I didn't. let's take a look at those I didn't, results. I felt that would be stacking the vote, whereas you covered I for I voted me. every day. <laughs> so, so yeah, you voted for it. Didn't you? <laughs> I and many other people. I should have tried to vote against you to, so, so, to even the, the, so, the field. The, well, you could have. Well, I, that would have been perfectly acceptable. You have more time on your hands, apparently. <laughs> apparently. I had to shampoo my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? You're the bald one, There's not going to be any Mike and John night. It's just going to be Mike night. John's leaving. John is getting upset. John is getting upset. All right. We hope to see everybody at Eternity tomorrow night. Thursday, June 1st, starting at 6 o'clock. The Walk to End Alzheimer's Celebration and sign up. Of course, some of the champions from years gone by are going to be there. It should be a great time for a great cause. And we hope to see you out there as well to try the Mike and John Ale. Right. And uh, just voted on by John. (laughs) <laughs> and others and a few others yeah. like six i would say many people may vote. have voted i would i would dare say oh i dare that you. our friend glenn at murphy's family auto i'm sure cast a vote or two i hope glenn did yeah and we hope to see glenn and dennis and, and the whole gang from murphy's family auto out you know what mike and john if they Ray. come out and say mike and john yeah. sent me they'll get a five percent discount <laughs> Just like they do for you when you come into Murphy's Family Auto. That's true. They're open Saturdays 8 to 1. Check them out online, murphysfamilyauto.com. Tune-ups, brakes, shocks, tires. It's the whole shebang. Give them a call, 517-552-3040. Don't forget air conditioning, which, you know. Who needs air conditioning? On days like these. Everybody. You want to make sure it's working. Yes. So uh, Murphy's Family Auto, of course, supporters of Mike and John got going on. He had a blind ale before he started. (laughs) So... I appreciate their support and uh, hope to see you out at Eternity Brewing tomorrow night, Thursday, 6 o'clock for Mike and John Knight. Right, we'll see you then. We'll see you then? or You'll see us then. Oh. We'll see each other then. All right. How's that? Let's yeah. all get together, <laughs> talk about Maud and the Lady Godiva, <laughs> yeah, she's Freedom, a freedom Rider. Rider. We've been giggling with Mike and John. Tune in next time and giggle on.